Welcome back to the Boneyard Podcast, everybody. This is your host, Jared Shepard, along with Artemis Brown. Uh, we're coming to you this week with episode number 53. Artie. Fit it three, fit it three. Artie. How are How we feeling with episode 53, man? Oh, you know, this is, um, it, it feels like we honestly haven't recorded in like a month, to be honest with you. I don't know why it feels that way. It just feels like we haven't recorded in such a long time. Yeah, it has been a it has been a week and a half since we last yeah. recorded. But like, like, like I know it hasn't been that long. It just feels like it's been forever for some reason. I guess because a lot has happened uh, since then. But um, man, it, the, it, it, the sports world has been blowing up, man. Yeah, yeah, a, a lot has happened in the sports world: baseball, basketball, you know, the whole not football. As far as you know, ECU goes with everything that's happened with that. We're gonna get into all of that, but uh, you know. It's, it's, it's been a lot. It's definitely been a lot. How you been, brother? Uh, I'm doing good, man. I, I can't I can't complain. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm doing good. But uh, I'd, I'd be remiss, Artie, if I, I started this podcast talking about mm-hmm. number 53. Mm-hmm. And, and I didn't give a shout-out to uh, one Mr. Don Drysdale. Drysdale. Former, former L.A. Dodger. MLB Hall of Famer. He wore the number 53. Also, another guy that won or wore the number 53 and still does. None other than Mr. Jeff Skinner, the guy that is has the worst contract, one of the worst contracts in the NHL right now, former Carolina <laughs> Hurricane. Dude, dude's going to pay $9 million to have less points than a goalie. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I have no – I have no uh, – Lost love for, for Mr. Uh, Skinner. Um, dude did not want to play here. Hey, I get it. You said you wanted to go to a contender, so you went to a team. And you re-signed with that team that hasn't been to the playoffs in a decade. Sorry about it. I got I to gotta be honest with you, Jay. I Before tonight, Jeff Skinner and Don Drysdale were two people I did not know about at all <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know those two people whatsoever i'm not even gonna lie to you i saw the names on the notes and i was like i don't know who the hell these guys are but jared's gonna <laughs> explain it so yeah don drysdale hall of fame pitcher la dodgers hey um, so well, that's that's phenomenal that's phenomenal i so still we, didn't know who he was but that's phenomenal we we have uh we have one good and one bad uh number 53 jeff skinner you can kick rocks dude <laughs> but on that note, on the on the Jeff Skinner and Don Drysdale shout out, we have had a lot happen to ECU over the last few weeks, especially in basketball itself. And I kind of want to jump right into it and start with that. Transfers, players entering the transfer portal. Jared, talk me through how you feel about these guys and and their decisions to leave, especially with you know the elephant in the room, Jaden Gardner. Yeah. So Artie, I mean, I I think seeing i think seeing these guys leave i mean i kind of had a had a feeling that noah farrakhan was going to leave mm-hmm. um, there there were some rumblings around the around the program that that he wasn't going to stay with the program um also i mean baruti and and luster and and miles james those guys those guys uh i mean they're not really surprises but I mean, I, I thought maybe, but I mean, Broody. I mean, he's a, he's a grad transfer. Um, I believe Edge Luster is as well. Um, but yeah, Jaden Gardner. I, this was somebody that I thought 
was going to uh, was going to play out his career. Yeah, may maybe be a graduate transfer. He, he I mean, he had a, he had I think two more years. Yeah, left at ECU. I mean, he he was a was a junior um, this year, but with COVID, he, I think he was going to have an extra year of eligibility. So, yeah, I mean, it, it was kind of surprising, um, but at the same time, he wants to go play for a winner. Obviously, that's not happening right now at ECU. It might happen down the might happen down the road, but who knows? Um, I, I don't know. There's so much turnover right now, Artie. A lot. There's a lot. There's so much turnover. Not and not just at ECU. It, it's across the board. We're seeing this in at all levels across all sports in college in college athletics. Um, but Jaden Gardner wants to go play for play for a competitor. I mean, I know he's talking to Arkansas. Um, he's talking to LSU, NC State, Miami, and I believe I want to say the fifth is Virginia. Um, I mean, the, the, those are his final five. So I mean, this guy's going to go to a, a team that is a competitor and right. has a sh- legitimate shot at winning a national championship. So I don't blame I don't blame the kid. Um, we wish him nothing but the best. He he he's been a great pirate, once a pirate, always a pirate. I do hate to see him go. But I can't, I can't fault him. Also, I mean, Joe Dooley, I get, he, I mean, he was expecting this. They're, I mean, right now they've got seven guys coming in in this class, and they've mm-hmm. got room for two more scholarships. Mm-hmm. So, and who knows? There, there might even be more, more transfers. We don't know that, but uh, I'm, I'm, I think we're, I think we may be done. But it, yeah, it, it sucks. I mean, to see that these guys, I mean. They they had a well yes it it wasn't a banner year it it wasn't a, a great year at all but I mean a, for a team to lose these guys and have beaten I mean a team that made it to the final four I was about to say we we beat a team that made it to the final four so this is without doubt still the greatest year in ECU basketball history <laughs> so I mean that that and that's the thing like I mean you would think that these guys would have one more go at it at ECU. But with how tra- how you can transfer right now in college athletics and not have any uh, not have to sit out a year, I mean, I don't I don't blame the kids. Um, mm-hmm. Baruti, like I said, he's a graduate transfer. Luster, he he's a graduate transfer. Um, so I mean, I get it. Like if you're a grad transfer, that that's one thing. But to to leave the leave the program and and have years of eligibility left in in undergrad. I hate to see that, um, but I can understand it right now, especially with uh, with how things are looking at ECU. But it's going to be a revolving door. It seems like that's how it's going to be until, I mean, n- next year, Joe Dooley will have a team of all of his guys. I mean, the guys that he came in with, they weren't all his guys. Uh, he had some guys still left over from the previous regime. Uh, this 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 past year, I mean, Jaden Gardner uh, being one of them, and then yeah, it, it's one of those things. It's just it. I don't know, man. I, I don't I don't see anything good happening for ECU basketball uh, anytime soon. But uh, but yeah, it that that's tough to see. But hopefully, these guys that are coming in can step it up. One guy I'm looking forward to uh, next year. I'm looking uh, I'm looking forward to two guys next year. Tremont Robinson White and JJ Miles. JJ Miles is on the fence on whether he's going to transfer or not. 
He hasn't announced uh, whether he's entering the transfer portal. I don't think he will because he knows he's got a starting spot next year on Joe Dooley's, uh, on Joe Dooley's team. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly could not have said it any better than how you just, you know, demonstrated and, and explained that. Um, you know, but losing Jaden Gardner is an absolute crusher. I, I did not see that happening at all. I think that came out of left field for me. That that was something I did not expect. The other guys, I kind of saw that coming. Like you, you know, like you said, I fully expected this kind of turnover. Joe Dooley expected this kind of turnover. We knew this was going to happen. Um, we knew that, you know, this is how we, the cards were going to play out. We called um, this before the end of the season. We, we, yeah. we, when we saw all these guys committing and off and uh, getting offered, we called it. We said there's going to be a lot of turnover next year. And yeah, I, I can't remember what episode it that. is, but it, it's probably episode it's probably around episode 42, episode 43 yeah. where we talk about it and we say, "Hey, there's going to be a lot of turnover and that that's just going to be how it is." And so. and and like you said, you know, I don't blame these kids at all for wanting to transfer and compete for a contender, compete for a winner. ECU is not there yet. And and the kind of year that we had this year, yes, we beat Houston, and yes, we you know we started off really really fast, seven and zero start, yada yada yada. Um, but it 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 quickly spiraled out of control very very quickly. And I don't blame these guys for wanting to leave and wanting to go on and further their you know career somewhere else. Um, losing Jaden Gardner is absolutely a crusher. He was going to be the bell cow. He is the bell cow. He was going to be that for us next year. I thought he was going to be an ECU lifer. Um, that is not the case. Um, but I do wish him all the best in the world. Just for the love of God, don't go to NC State. I don't give a damn where Jaden Gardner goes. Just for the love of God, he consciously he has to know, just don't go to NC State. He uh, can go anywhere in the world on God's green earth. Just don't go to state. I, I, see, I see him either going to Arkansas, Virginia, or LSU. Um, that, that's, that's just – I just – have that feeling i don't think he's going to go to nc state um he wants to win a national championship i believe right and the, and, 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 he, and he wants to raise that draft it. stock you know he, he he is someone who wants to go to the league and in, in the back of his mind he's thinking i can stay at ecu and i can maybe try to carry the team and yada 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 but with what happened this year i don't want that to happen to me next year and i'm trying to get to the league so i completely understand where he's at from a from a standpoint, from from his mind, I, I I get it. From an ECU fan, it sucks, but from his standpoint, I understand completely. Um, but and 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 it sucks. It really does. And ECU basketball, here we go again. We're starting over. We we've known this, but I think we have the coach to be able to get us out of this kind of a hole. And like you said, these are going to be Dooley's guys. These are all everybody he's bringing in. These are going to be his guys. It's going to be from scratch. He can actually be able to build a program in his image. And so I'm excited to see that going forward. And speaking of going forward, going from something bad to something better, because we're going to talk about some ECU baseball right now. Hell Had yeah, we five, are. Five and O oh week last week. They sweep Cincy. They sweep Carolina. Jared, take me through last week for ECU baseball. Last week for ECU baseball was a roller coaster. Uh, I mean, you come off a, off a week of having – one, being one and two, I mean, you, you drop a game to Carolina. I mean, that that's okay. But then to drop a game to Elon, I mean, I get it. The the You go on a road trip that wasn't planned. You were planning on having a home home series against St. John's. That that series gets canceled. Mm -hmm. um, and then you, I mean, you blow out Elon, but then uh, they come back the next day and beat you. I believe it was 2-1. Yeah. 
then you uh you you have to play uh Carolina again, but this time you got them in friendly confines at Clark Leclerc. Mm-hmm. And what a game, Artie! I now that was that was a hell of a game. <laughs> that was a hell of a game. Phenomenal. Uh, now I I just Makarevich, that kid is a stud. Once again, we sweep the American uh, Weekly Honors. Once again. Once again, I mean, <laughs> to to have I believe he had what two walk offs in the week. I mean, he I think he had two bombs. Like that, the dude is the dude is playing lights out and and to do it wearing number 99 that that's what's up that's that's when mm-hmm. you know you got some big cojones like i mean <laughs> that you you got you to wear that number and and to be to to be that clutch um right, right. i mean to do it against carolina that game i mean there was a there was a i mean we were down we honestly it showed that our boys could fight back and, and battle back in, but I don't think we had any business winning that game. But that's that's no. what that's what like I said last that's on the last podcast. Do, that's what champions do. You go out there if you're if <laughs> you win games that you're not supposed to win. Exactly. And and ECU has been able to do that. And then Cincinnati that same night that we walked off on Carolina. Cincinnati walked off on the number seven team in the country, Louisville. Mm-hmm. Louisville, and then comes into comes into Clark Leclerc and gets rocked. Gets absolutely rocked. Four games to none. Sweep. Get the brooms out. See you later. Have fun. Go eat some Skyline chili. That's it. <laughs> Very good product, by the way. I like I like some Skyline chili. I'm not gonna lie. You do, but. You do? I do. I do like Skyline. I've only had it like twice. I've only had it twice. But I, it's, nev- it's pretty good from what I remember. I've never been to Cincy, but if if I neither I'll, have I. I'll get there. So, oh, are you talking about? Do you get the uh, the? They 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 have it up in Chicago. It's a Midwest thing, so they oh, have they, it up in Chicago. Okay, I I thought all you had in Chicago was deep dish pizza. Which See, that's a lie. If you actually knew the culinary and the food in Chicago's top notch, don't disrespect my city. Hey, I, well, I was about to give you a compliment. I was gonna say I love. I love me some deep dish. I mean, it's it's like eating a cake. Connie's baby, Southside, shout out. South Southside. 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 I'm from Tinley Park. <laughs> <laughs> the listeners don't know anything about that. Hey, let it, let them know, Jared. We're from Tinley Park, baby. Tinley Park. Tinley Park. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. go ahead. No, I was just going to say, to, to go off of what you were saying, I, you know, ECU baseball to me is really peaking at the right time. To get that kind of a to, – to get revenge over Carolina, you know, in the friendly confines, um, in, in our home stadium, to sweep Cincy and just handle our business, to me that was sending a message. I think this ball club really wants to crack into the top five. I think being in the top ten is really not doing anything for them. They really want to put the nation on notice and let people know we're win. We are here to win. We're not here to just show up. We're not here to look pretty. We're not here to look good. We're here to smack you in the mouth. We're here to kick ass. We're here to win. And so I think that they're really peaking at the right time. And now we have a Memphis team that is four games under 500. They're one and three in the American. To me, a sweep is is expected. To win the series is a must. A sweep is expected. Um, we could really be looking at 26 and, and five when it's all said and done and being eight and zero 
in conference play. So tell me how you feel about this matchup with, uh, with, with Memphis. Yeah, I mean, you, you said it. I mean, I, I think that when it comes down to it, this – I mean, yeah, you, you're, you have to sweep this series. You cannot drop more than a game. A game, yeah. To Memphis. I mean, considering it's a four-game series, like, yeah, I guess you could split it, but you, you, you can't do that against Memphis right, right now. I mean, and, this, this team's 11 and 15. Yeah, and, and I mean, granted, Memphis has played a, a really tough schedule. They've had Baylor. They've had uh, Mississippi State on the schedule. I know I'm, – I'm trying to think. I, th- I believe they had, a, I think, Florida on their schedule at one point. Like, they, they've had a tough schedule. They've had right. a good schedule. But you've got – I mean, you can't, you can't drop three to Tulane. You just can't. Now, Tulane, Tulane very well might be the second-best team in the conference, but you can't drop – three to two lane and and expect to compete with the big dogs i mean that that's just that's just how i feel um i i would say that yeah a sweep is a or a, a series win is a must sweep would be nice mm-hmm. um i mean and that, that's what we expect this weekend i'm expecting a sweep hey you, you may you may hate me for that uh out in the jungle you may say oh well you're 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 jinxing us no, I don't believe. I don't believe in that. I no, believe, no, you, you, you're either good enough to win or you're not. There's yeah. no such thing as no damn jinx. Exactly. So all I'm saying is, I, I, I think, I think at the end of the week we are, at worst, twenty-five and six, at, and then I, I do think that there's I a, I, I do think that there's a good possibility that we could be twenty-six and five, mm-hmm. come Sunday. Yeah, I mean, after after what we did last week, and it, th- there could be a let off. You know, that happens. We could play down to the competition instead of playing up to the competition. Well, so that that, that could very well happen. But I don't see it. I don't see it from this ball club. I, I, at the at the very least, at our worst, I see three one. At that, our worst, that's the thing so, about that's the thing about a, a Cliff Godwin coach team. He doesn't let he doesn't let the guys play down to the competition. It's one hundred and twenty miles per hour every single night. Right, and I mean. If we lose one, if we lose one, it's one of the doubleheader games. That I'll book it. That's when it is. If and, we lose one, it's the one of the doubleheader games. And that's exactly why I, I, in my opinion, I see a sweep, and I see nothing, nothing worse than three one. But I, I honestly see a sweep. I know how Godwin's going to have this team prepared. He's going to say, "Hey, look, guys, this is what you know. This 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 team is what it is. We are what we are. Go out and handle your business. Let's go ahead and stay, you know, undefeated in conference play, and let's keep this thing rolling." Um, excited, excited, excited is an understatement about this ball club. We are currently sitting at number eight. I know there's like a thousand polls, so we're probably sitting at number eight and one, number nine and another, number fifteen and another. I don't, I don't really know how that how that shit works, but I, I I'm gonna go off the one where we're base number eight because to me that is where we are right now, um, and and just super super excited about this ECU baseball team, and um, and some other news though. Spring. Football practice it has started. It has come back, and we have some news about ECU football. I want to get into the COVID details a little bit, though. How do you feel about that and them resuming practice, and then we'll get into the cancellation of the spring game in a little bit? Yeah, I mean, it's good to see that they're resuming. Um, I know that I know that the coaches are really pushing kids to to try to get vaccinated as soon as possible. They want to eradicate it from the program. Uh, keep, I mean, not only to keep the players safe, the coaches safe, 
all the personnel that's there. Mm-hmm. Um, but they don't want to have to deal with this again. They don't want – they want to eradicate it from the program. And, I mean, and they, they've said they want to eradicate it from – I mean, everybody wants to eradicate it altogether. But, I mean, that right now they're focused on the program. I'm, I'm happy that they're starting. Now, I did get confirmation um, from, from a source inside the, in, inside the program that there will be – there is a plan or they're working on a plan to get all the players and coaches vaccinated. Mm-hmm. I, know, I know some of the coaches have been vaccinated. Um, I know some of the players have been vaccinated. But it's one thing that we need to have happen going forward so that way we can uh, not have any stoppages come, uh, come summer practice and, and training camp. I mean, that, that, that's what hurt us last year. We had so many shutdowns, mm-hmm. and we weren't able to – I mean, you, you could tell the first couple of weeks of the season, we were, we were rusty. I mean, you, you could just tell. Um, you can't have that again. I'll be interested to see uh, how how things shake out uh, come the end of spring practice. Now, I do think uh, I do think that they will still scrimmage um, on the on the seventeenth, the day that the that the um, spring game was supposed to be. But right, it, it'll probably be a private spring game, just just between coaches and players. They'll still have it, have it, but it won't be in the stadium in front of you know fans and all that. Yeah, so I mean, while that's unfortunate, I mean that I get it. Um, I, I do get it that that's just that's that's what honestly, it is. I mean, that, yeah, that's that's just part of the life we're living in right now. Um, but I, I feel bad for the players. They they worked pretty hard over over the past year and a half, and um, there you can tell still that you can tell that there is momentum within the program, but it's it's unfortunate that fans can't see it in person can't be there to, to witness it mm-hmm. um so yeah i i i hate that but um it would be nice to um be able to get back to normal quicker and th- the only way we do that is if, if the players and coaches and personnel are able to get fully vaccinated by the time uh summer camp run, rolls around yeah, I, I honestly don't see that being a problem. I think every D1, D2, D3 football program in the country is going to be fully vaccinated as far as coaches and players by the start of the season. Um, you know, they don't they don't want what happened uh, this past season. They want at least 50 to 75% capacity in the stands. There's just too much money to be made. Um, you know, college football is a multi-billion dollar business if we're just going to be real about it. And so they want to get this back to normal as soon as possible. I fully expect uh, vaccinations to be the number one priority in the next month. Um, I, I, you know, I, I, don't, I don't really see, you know, after, really after July, I don't really see any pauses or delays with the ECU football program. I think everybody will be all right. I think everybody will be good. Um, like I said, I think this is going to be priority number one. Um, the health and safety and concern obviously is the number one concern here on the Boneyard Podcast. We care about the players. Players are number one. Um, but I, I definitely see that being priority number one. It does suck that the spring game got canceled. We had made plans to be there. We had made plans to do a show from Dowdy. Um, but unfortunately, that's not going to happen. It's all good. It's the times, the life and times that we live in. It is what it is. We adjust. We get better. We move on. And so, you know, just excited for football. I'm so excited that we can talk a little football. And speaking of football, I don't know if you saw this, and actually I'm pretty sure you did see this. 
what ECU did for that four-star running back out of J.H. Rose. Um, Michael Allen. Yes, Michael Allen, two-sport kind of guy, plays baseball and football. Um, Dude's a stud. I I, I saw some of his his clips from J.H. Rose. I I was bored at work today. And I was just looking at some of his clips. And I was like, man, this guy is a stud. If we can keep him here in Greenville, we can keep him, keep him at home. My goodness, to, to join what we already have that might be leaving by the time he's able to come in, um, it's just incredible. What do, you, what, do you, what do you think about that? Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I've been talking to some, some people and, and trying to figure out um, where maybe his head might be. Um, I, I think it's a two-horse race, Artie. Um, I, I do. I, I think – He's a uh, yeah. four-star, so I mean, he can go just about anywhere he wants. He, he could, and he, he's got a lot of offers. I don't have them all in front of me, but I know like NC State, UNC, ECU. I mean, th- those are the. I think those are going to be the top three. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I have I have a good feeling that it's not going to be UNC. Um, I, I can almost now I, I'm going to say that, and then he's going to commit to UNC. But <laughs> I, I I can I can almost I mean I I feel very confident he's not going there. Um, I think UNC has a lot of guys that they're more interested at in at the running back position um, than than this four star. I mean I, I think UNC is recruiting at at the top of the class. I mean yeah he's a four star, but there's five star running backs that are out there that UNC is legitimately trying to bring in. Um, so I, I do think that it will come down to ECU and, and yeah. NC State, and, and I, I have I have the same feeling. Now, Artie, I once again I could be completely wrong. I I could my gut can be telling me wrong, could be taking me in the wrong direction, but I have the same feeling now about him as I had about Mister Hole Nailers. Really, I I just I think he I think he likes the idea of staying home. Um, I think his parents want him to stay home. Um, I, I do think that's important to him. What I think that needs to happen is I think that uh, Mr. Ehlers uh, or C.J. Johnson, those kids that are from Greenville and have committed and stayed at ECU, those guys need to be on the phone with him and in his ear saying, come here, stay home. This is your home. They love the hometown boys. Come on. Like, you got to do this. Also, screw NC State. Yeah, I, I think that's what's got to happen. Um, I, but I, I think that ECU is making a hard push. Um, I've also, I mean, I know that he has the opportunity to play. Uh, he, he does have the opportunity to play both, both uh, sports. So he may very well be a two-sport athlete at ECU. He may come in as, as one at least. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't see that being his career. I don't see him focusing on both sports. I, I see him eventually going to just one, and uh, I, I think that'll be, be on the gridiron. I also agree. I think that is going to be football. Look, ECU is making the push that they should be making towards this kid, as, I mean, as they should for any you know four-star coming out of – or five-star coming out of Greenville. That graphic um, was fire. Yes, it was. That that yeah, that graphic was somebody spent a lot of time on that. That was that was really nice. That was a really dope graphic. Somebody's um, looking for a raise. <laughs> and, but I, I'm gonna be honest with you, leaving home is very tempting. When you when you're born and raised somewhere and you've made a name for yourself in that area, leaving town and trying to make a name for yourself somewhere else is very, very tempting. And so 
in my opinion, for him to stay, he's going to have to know that there's going to be a legitimate opportunity to win right now. You know, and so we have to be able to put ourselves in a position as a program. If we want to bring in those kinds of, kinds of kids, we have to be able to put ourselves in a position to win right now and to win at a pretty good clip in a very hard conference to win football games in. I mean, the American is going to be loaded again. Um, you know, the Gus bus is down in Orlando. In my opinion, they upgraded a coach. And so Cincinnati is going to be right, right, you know, right back in it. Memphis is going to be better. SMU is going to be there. Tulane's going to be all right. So, I mean, this, this, this conference is definitely going to be what it, what it has been, and it's going to continue to be that. And so, you know, oh. in order to get those kinds of kids, the program also has to step up too. Yeah, I mean, I, I got to say that I think I, I think that there's a real good opportunity that he stays. I, I think he, he's very interested in staying. Um, I, I just – it's going to come down to those two schools. And at the end of the day, you're going you're gonna to play for either your, your hometown team or you're going to play for, for NC State, which, I mean, mm-hmm. isn't, isn't that far down the road. But, I mean, at the end of the day, like, you're, you're not going to win anything at NC State. I mean, yeah, you're not going to win a – you're probably not going to win a national championship at ECU, let's be honest. Um, no. <laughs> uh, no. But you sure as hell ain't going to win one at NC State. No, you're not going to win a state. The, the best shot you have is a, maybe a, uh, you know, conference championship if Clemson has a bad year. You're not winning a conference championship at NC State. And Clemson and State play in the same division, so that's – Damn near impossible. You're not you're not winning a conference championship if you're playing. If you're in state. <laughs> you know, I, I, Dabble's going to need to retire first before state starts talking about ACC uh, championships. I mean, you're not. You got Carolina that I mean, in that you got Carolina in the ACC that is better than NC State. You got Miami. Oh, no, no, Carolina's going to be a lot better than NC State, and I, I'm not going to say by next year because state. I think state's going to be good. But Mac Brown is building something in Chapel Hill. I'm not. I'm not going to disrespect the program that Mac Brown is building. He's building something. But but yeah, I I'm all about uh Michael Allen staying at home. I, I think it's going to happen. Maybe it's just me trying to talk it into existence. Um, That's all knows? right. You know what? I'm I might even I might just tag him in the show notes and be like, listen to this, bro. Listen, we want you here. <laughs> we want you here. I mean. You you like I like I was saying. You're you're gonna have, you can you can go to NC State, and be just a couple hours down the road, or you can play in front of a program that already or fans that already love you just because where you're from. They know your name, they already know your, who you are. At NC State, the average fan, I mean, half the time they don't even know their last name. So. Yeah. <laughs> Now, speaking of bringing it home, the Baylor Bears brought one home to Waco, Texas on Monday night in a crazy NCAA tournament, especially that UCLA-Gonzaga game. Jared, take me through the NCAA tournament. We're going to get to our tournament winner in a little bit, but take me through your thoughts on this NCAA tournament that we had this year. Uh, Yeah, so – what I'll say is this was one of the most exciting tournaments we've ever had. Um, in my opinion, at least you, you had, I mean, you had an 11 seed in the final four and yeah. damn near went to the finals. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that, 
it it, I, it was a this was the year this you could tell it was a COVID year. I mean, it right anything that could happen did happen. I mean, you, this was the first time since like nineteen seventy something that Duke and Kentucky didn't make it to the tournament. So I mean, obviously it was a weird year. Yeah, and so um, yeah, I I, I just think. Uh, I I was honestly surprised I had Gonzaga winning it all. Um, I think we all did. Well, you had you had Michigan. Well, okay, yes, I had Michigan, but that's you know that that's bias. That's bias. In my in my in my other brackets, I had Gonzaga winning it all. In you know, my in my heart bracket, I had Michigan, which you know I got I got to tip my hat to UCLA. They they those boys really really played inspired. I was rooting for them. I was hurt when they lost to Gonzaga. Um, even though I saw that buzzer beater, it was an amazing buzzer beater. Um, but I really was rooting for UCLA, UCLA to win it all after they beat my boys. Shout out Mick Cronin. Um, don't I, I? I I do apologize for what I said several years ago about the aneurysm thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I did not know at the time, so I do. I from sincerely, I do. I do apologize. This is this is not funny, but I can just imagine Jared trying to make fun of somebody. I can just I'm just picturing that in my head. Well. It, it was. Several, it I'm was, sorry, Pirate Nation. That's not funny. It was several years ago, and I I didn't know his health history. Just to be fair, I didn't know. I I didn't. I I put my hand on, on the Bible. I didn't know. And he was yelling at the refs. He was really agitated, and I yelled, uh, "Mick, don't have a uh, don't have an aneurysm." And yeah, uh, somebody goes to comes up to me and says, "You realize he's already had had an aneurysm," and I was like, "Oh, shit!" Um, so what are the odds, though? No, no, seriously, Jared. What what are the odds? What are the odds that you say that and that person has actually already had an aneurysm? I mean, like, what are the, like, what are the odds? I get. I guess what are the odds of having an aneurysm? Like, I, I guess that's the odds. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't have an answer for that. I'm sorry. I don't know what to say after that. <laughs> but yeah, uh, shout out Mick Kernan. Um, but we, I mean, it, it, it's tough. I, hey, I was all over Loyola Chicago. Yes. Uh, I, I thought, I thought they were gonna make some noise. Um, I do, I do gotta say, I, I had seventy five percent of the Final Four in all my brackets. Um, That's nice. I did not. So. I felt pretty good about myself. Um, I actually already – I believe I came in third and out. And out maybe, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm remembering that um, wrong. <laughs> Let me actually pull it up since yeah, we're I've, I, I've already, we've already reached out to the person that, that's, that, that won the won – Yeah. Uh, I, I, I finished outside the top ten, so I didn't even – Oh, yeah. You, I mean, already you finished in almost dead last. Yeah, I know. I know. I finished 13th. Finished thirteenth in, in hours. Now, I wasn't one that had over. Uh, let's see, I, I finished fiftieth in this one that had over four hundred and fifty entries. I, I felt pretty damn good about myself in that one. Eighty-seven point nine percent correct. Uh, the one where I picked Houston to win it all that was terrible. <laughs> I, that was almost like your bracket in, in hours. Um, but yeah, I. I picked uh, Gonzaga over over Houston in the in the final four or in the championship game, 
I almost had it. Almost had it. Yeah, look, just just speaking on that championship game, not only was I one shocked because I, I, I truly thought this was the year that Gonzaga was going to get over. The, I mean, they, they truly looked like the best team in the nation. They really were the only team in the tournament to dominate throughout outside of that UCLA game. They won every single game by double digits for like 10 or 15 straight games. And then UCLA gave them a scare and they showed their championship medal and they hit that buzzer beater from Jalen Suggs at the end of the game. And I'm like, okay, no matter who Gonzaga plays, they're, they're going to win it. You know, whether they play Baylor or Houston, in my opinion, this, this is the best team in the nation. Um, Baylor goes out and embarrasses Houston. Um, Houston was a phenomenal ball club, uh, represented the American with class and dignity. Uh, but I'm going to be honest, they got outclassed and they got embarrassed by Baylor. And Baylor did the same thing on Monday night to Gonzaga. I mean, their defense is one of the best defensive games that I've seen in probably 10 years. I haven't seen a defensive game like that in a long, long time. If you're an old school basketball fan, that championship game Monday night, that gave you chills because that's old school basketball at its finest. Baylor completely shut them down. They were way more athletic. They were out coached. Gonzaga was um, both sides of the floor. The tempo that Baylor had was incredible. The way they were able to perfect game, they deserved to win that game. They absolutely outshined Gonzaga. They denied them of their perfect season. And, um, you know, you hate it for Gonzaga. You hate it for the fans because they've always been the ultimate underdog. They're not an underdog anymore. They're a powerhouse. Um, but yeah, definitely shout out to Baylor. They deserve it. And, uh, it's a great NCAA tournament. Yeah, it, it was. It was a. It was a really good NCAA tournament. The best, one of the best I can remember in in a long time. Um, one that like I was actually interested in, in watching and and paying attention to. Mm-hmm. Lot, I mean, honestly, like a lot of times I'll I'll watch some games, but like this one I was like truly invested in. I guess because the pandemic took it away from us last year. But I mean, I I was I was impressed with with. Uh, with, with the tournament this year, I, I do have to say. Um, so, yeah. So, with that being said, we do have a winner of our tournament challenge that I almost finished dead last in. And Already, Jared finished 13th in. Well, yeah, let me tell you where you actually finished. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Tell me real quick. I'm kind of so, curious. So... I'm not going to count Brandon Avery. Shout out, friend of the podcast, Brandon Avery. Did, did he finish behind me? He finished dead last because he didn't fill out practice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just, just say it. Just say it. Just say so it. we had 33 entrants, mm-hmm. um, including Brandon, who, mm-hmm. once again, didn't fill out a bracket. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Already finished 28th. Who, Artie Artie's final or his championship game? He had uh, he had, had Michigan over Gonzaga. No, you had Michigan over Illinois. Oh, I had Illinois in the final. Yeah, yeah. What the hell was I thinking? I don't oh, know. Michigan had to play Gonzaga. That's why they had to play Gonzaga in the in the semifinal to get there. You you had uh you had well screw Illinois. They they lost in a damn round of thirty two. You you had Michigan and Illinois. And you had Michigan winning seventy-two to sixty-nine. You thought that was going to be a close game. I mean, yes, I did. I mean, that would have been a phenomenal national championship game, by the way. 
That would have been a great game. Well, a whole lot better than Gonzaga Baylor. <laughs> but I digress. It's okay. I finished 28th. I can't talk. I can't say anything. It's all right. So I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing this year. It's okay. So yeah, uh, you, you did. You did finish 28th. That, that's I. I. I was having a good time looking at that, seeing that. <laughs> um, I've never finished that low ever in any tournament challenge. That's pretty like, bad. Uh, so and I, I tied for 13th. There, me and another guy, uh, Jake Wallace. Shout out you, Jake Wallace. But he had a. How the hell did we do that? He had Oklahoma State winning the whole damn thing. So. Cade Cunningham, I, baby. <laughs> he was a force. That's yeah. a dumb pick, but Cade Cunningham is the man. But uh, shout out to uh, Mr. Trevor Westbrook. We've already talked to him. Uh, Trevor, if you're listening to this, um, your your gift card should be on the way. Congratulations. You won a $50 gift card to Sup Dogs, um, friends of the podcast. So, yeah, congratulations. Um, the whole, honestly, there was one point like going into the final four where I was like in the top three and I was like, I cannot win this thing. I cannot win this thing. Like that, that's such a bad look. look. If, if you win it earnestly, then it is what it is. <laughs> I, I was honestly like, I, I knew I probably couldn't win. Cause there was a guy ahead of me that had like, he, he had more points than I did, but and we had like the same final four and had the same, uh, championship game with the same winner we both picked Gonzaga so yeah I I don't know I I thought I thought for sure I was like this is gonna be such a bad look if I finish like number one but I I, I low-key would have loved to have seen the conspiracy theorists come out the closet on that one I mean there there's oh, no cons- there would have been no conspiracy I, the way that it was set up like nobody could change their picks like you you, you could have I don't know. Like, how the hell does the host of the Boneyard podcast win his own damn tournament challenge? Because I, because I'm a damn good sports <laughs> person. I, I I know sports. I may not watch basketball, well, but you don't watch basketball, Jerry. You and I still did a basketball. I still did a hell of a lot better than you did. That's 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 what angers me. You don't watch basketball, and you finish what 15 spots ahead of me. That's ridiculous. Yeah. It is what it is. It's whatever. Shout out to Trevor Westbrook. No relation to Russell. Winner of the uh, – That we know of. $50. Know. Yeah, that we know of. That we know of. $50 Subdogs uh, gift card. Yeah, so it, it should be on your way, on, on its way. Um, we So, yeah, look out for that, Trevor. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that that was the NCAA tournament. I, I All in all, I thought it was a good tournament. Hopefully we see uh, the Pirates win it next year. Now, we've got another tournament coming up, and it's coming up this week. Hell, yeah, we do. Actually, it is this week. Starts tomorrow. It's a very distinguished tournament. It is in some place in Georgia called Augusta. I don't know if you've heard of this Mm. place or not. Uh, They call it the Masters. Uh, supposed to be like the most prestigious golf tournament in the world every single year. Take me through that, Jay. How we feel about the Masters. Who's, who's Who's your Masters champion on Sunday? Uh... Mm. So uh, there, there's a couple ways. I, I've got a couple picks that I, I think could hit, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say them when they're probably gonna all miss. It. They'll probably all miss the cut. Um, with me saying this, I'm not gonna pick Dustin Johnson. That that's an easy pick. That's an uh, easy pick, man. That's an easy pick, especially after his his recent win. So I, I'm not doing that. Um, somebody I'm really high on. I, I know he won last week. Um, 
Jordan Spieth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm high on him. He's been playing hell. He's been playing such good golf lately. Um, I, I believe he's got four top fours in the or four top fives in his last four tournaments. Yeah, so he's been on fire. Um, the the other guys I could see. I'm gonna say John Rom. He he's got that he's got that uh new dad confidence coming into this week. I, w- that, I was thinking John Rom. He hasn't been able to practice though. He yeah, hasn't been able to practice yeah. the last few days. But but honestly, like maybe maybe that just keeps him loose. He's not supposed to win. Right. Nobody's expecting him to win, but he's got all this new dad confidence. He he's I, got, I was just about to say that, yep. He he's kind of got this swagger about him that you have when you're when you're a new dad, like I get it. Like he's poppy uh, now, you know. He's poppy. He's, yeah. he's gonna go out feeling feeling himself. I I could really see that he has. I mean, he has nothing to really like. If if he doesn't make the cut, like nobody's gonna think twice. He hasn't. I mean, he just had a kid le- earlier this week, and I mean, and he hasn't had any practice rounds. I mean, he said he said talking to the media today. I, I watched it. He said, "Look, I've played this course several times. I don't need to practice it." Like he said, how would I have liked to have a practice round? Yeah, but it's not that big of a deal. So right. Um. Yeah. I I, I like John Rom, and then lastly, so I got Jordan Spieth, John Rom, and I think lastly, my last pick it's gonna be. It, it's not really out there. It's not really a crazy pick, but it, it's. Eventually, it's gonna happen, and I think it's I think it happens this year, um, or it could happen this year. Uh, none other than Mr. Rory McIlroy. Um, yes, I, I, that's that's my number two guy. That's my number two. So I I, I could see that, especially I mean, um, such good friends with Tiger. It, it would mm-hmm. mean it would mean so much. I mean, so is Jordan Spieth and and Justin Thomas. Like th- those guys are good friends with Tiger. They're I mean, everybody loves Tiger. So. Um, but I, I think if there's any year that he wins it, I, I think, I think he could win it this year. Now he's been having some problems with his swing lately. He he came out, he said, look, I'm, I'm trying to play the same game as, as Bryson DeChambeau. Um, so yeah, he, he's trying to play the long game and it, it's really messing with him. And I, I don't know. I, I hope, I hope, hope, hope. He he doesn't try to play that. He I hope he plays his game still. I mean, he's one of the longest hitters on tour. No, even like, even as just I mean, his regular swing. He's always been one of the longest hitters. But he doesn't need to. He doesn't have to compete with Bryson DeChambeau. Bryson showed us at the Masters in November that just because you hit it far at Augusta doesn't mean you're gonna have doesn't mean you're gonna have a good shot at winning. Uh, I, I don't even know if he made the cut in in November. So, um, so yeah, that that that's my take on it. Already, you got any other picks? No, I'm 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 actually very very happy you ended with Bryson because that's my guy. Bryson Bryson DeChambeau is my pick for and for this reason because I think he has learned. I think the Masters last year really humbled Bryson. I really do. I think it humbled him a lot. The boys out there hitting three twenty in his sleep while he's eating his Wheaties. Like, it, it, it's, it's ridiculous how, how far he can drive a ball. But I think what he really worked on was his mid-range, was his putting, was his approach. 
I think Bryson is going to come out and and shock a lot of people. I think he's going to be in in it on Sunday. I really do. I, I think Bryson's going to still be in it on Sunday. I'm not saying he's going to come out and win it. I don't know if he's there just yet, but that's my pick. I'm picking Bryson. Like I said, Rory McIlroy is my second. He is he's far past due to win one of these. You know, he was one you know, one of my favorite players in the world when he was when he was winning at a, at a, at a clip that was absurd. Um, Love Spieth, but that is like you said, that's that's an easy pick. Um, you know, John Rahm, he's gonna have that daddy swag, but um, I'm, I'm going with Bryson. Okay, give so me you, give me DeChambeau. You're going Bryson. Going uh, Bryson. I'm going Spieth. Okay. And, uh, I mean, it, he's probably not gonna do it. You know how hard it is to go back to back in in golf tournaments. Um, so that, that now we we say all this and we, and we just had all these you know predictions and it's going to be somebody we didn't name that's going to actually win the tournament. So it's, it's going to be like Charles Howell the <laughs> third. It's going to be somebody that's not on nobody's radar that's going to win the match. At Poston, shout out Western Carolina. There you um, go. Former Wyndham champion. Um, yeah, another guy. I mean, a guy like Billy Horschel. I I could see winning it. That that's. That's kind of a sleeper pick. I mean, he he's been playing some good golf lately, but yeah, um, he he would be if I if I had to pick four, that that would be that would be my four: um, Billy Horschel, Jordan Spieth, uh, Rory McIlroy, and John Rahm. Gotcha, gotcha. It's good four. Hey, I I I I would be happy with any of them winning it, um, but I would like. Honestly, out of the four, I would like to see either John Rahm or Rory McIlroy win the, win the whole damn thing. I, I would personally like to see Rory. I, I, I'm, I'm a big Rory McIlroy fan. I'd love to see him take home a green jacket. Um, that would definitely make my day. And I know he would dedicate that one to Tiger, so that would be pretty special. Yeah, so shout out to, the, to all y'all watching the Masters. Uh, if, you're, if you're working from home still, I know I'm going to have it on in the background tomorrow and, and on Friday. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, watching it while while I work and have it on in the background. I've kind of front loaded my schedule uh, this week, so that way I, I didn't. I mean, I was at, that's why we didn't record yesterday. I mean, I I, I called Artie. We were supposed to record last night. Last night being Tuesday at like eight thirty, and I called Artie. I was like, Artie, I am still at the office. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, Can we? It bees like that sometimes. It bees like that. And, and so, yeah, and I mean, even today I was at the office till about seven o'clock. So, um, also I can watch the Masters this weekend. And I will be right there. Which I'm going to be out of town. I'm not going to lie to you. It's uh, it's my girlfriend's birthday this weekend, so we doing a little doing doing a little road tripping, going out of town a little bit. But yeah, I will I'm going be out of town too. Where you going, brother? I'm going to the beach. Going to the beach. Going to the beach. I'm going to Greenville, South Carolina. Oh, have you ever been there? No. It is a blast. I've never been to Greenville. I've, I've seen pictures and I've heard people say Greenville, South Carolina is a blast. And I'm like, it, I've never been. I got to get there. It, it's it's a great place to hang out. I love it. I mean, if, if there's any place that I would consider moving to, like outside of North Carolina, it would, it would definitely South be, Carolina. It would be Greenville, South Carolina. Wow. Well, it, it looks dope. Like I said, I've, I've looked up restaurants. They got some rooftop bars. They got a really nice, beautiful waterfall going through downtown. Yep. Like it yep. looks, it looks dope. So I'm excited. I'm excited to go. Well, yeah, we we had a blast. We we went down there just kind of spur of the moment uh, a couple years ago. I, I honestly think this may have been before we were married um, that we did this. Mm-hmm. And we went down there. And we man, we we had a blast. We drove down. 
after work one night and then stayed there, stayed down there on uh, Friday night, Saturday night, and came back Sunday. And, I mean, we did all that all we wanted to do, but it, it, it was really cool. They had, like, a street market, in, like, in the middle of town, like, on Saturday. So, yeah, I, I really – sorry, my dog is, like, crawling under the TV stand, and I'm just, like – it, it, it just it's weird um but yeah uh Bell alone, man leave Bell alone I, I i think she's hungry she has she hasn't eaten dinner yet so i, th- I think she's hungry. you better feed that damn dog i i, I am i she, she could have stayed out there with the dogs eating but she wanted to come in here she wanted to be with daddy so uh that's because she's a princess she Treat is like such she is she she is a little princess <laughs> um but yeah uh Green, greenville south carolina is really cool yeah, I'm excited. I'm I'm very very excited. So that should be that should be fun. And I, we're going to this. Um, have you ever been to um, what is it? Uh, I, I forget the name of it. It's it's a chapel that overlooks the mountainside. It's, it's at a YMCA, and, I, and I'm I'm drawing blanks on the name. It's Camp something, but it's um it's in South Carolina. It's right outside of Greenville. It's like a beautiful. I'm I'm gonna send you the link. I was and I and I'm and I hate that I'm drawing blanks on it because I would love for Pirate Nation to hear this. Um, but I'm, I'm going to come back to you, Pirate Nation. I'm going to send you, and I'm going to send Jared the link because the place looks amazing. It's literally a, a chapel, and it literally overlooks this beautiful mountain backdrop. And a lot of people have their weddings there and et cetera and stuff like that. So we're going to go visit that place. Really, really excited. But, Jared, we are reaching the end of this show. <laughs> and as yeah. we always do, you know what the final segment is. It is time walk the damn plank what is your walk the plank this week sir sorry let me put bell down um (laughs) so my walk the plank it came out yesterday um that the ncaa for college baseball and college softball this year for the regionals and super regionals they're going to predetermine the regional and super regional host sites hmm my thing is I had not heard about that. That's okay. Yeah. So come May 10th, we're gonna know everywhere that the host where host sites are gonna be. So even though ECU may be a top five team and should be getting a super regional, should be able to have the opportunity to host a regional and a super regional, they may not because who knows? They you may you may pick a spot like Durham or pick a spot like uh, Chapel Hill, no, o- no, over over ECU. That hey, I would not be surprised. We're gonna have a lot of upset Pirate fans if that happens. But uh, yeah, that that is that is an option for the NCAA. And it to me, it's like why even play the season? Like at that point, ECU if ECU is a top five team, they should host the damn regional. Now, and it, it makes it easier because I mean, just because you. I mean, you don't have to play at the regional you're hosting. Like, so say Carolina is, say Chapel Hill is the host. They could be playing at a regional elsewhere. Say they went up to Virginia or something to play in that regional. Usually they don't put them in uh, the same same conference. But mm-hmm. it's that it, it's all, it's a damn mess. They say that the reason they're doing it is so that the sites can have time to prepare. I don't buy any of that malarkey. I mean, no, I'm, I'm not buying that either. I mean, you got ECU, you got the because American, you got the American Athletic Conference playing four game series. 
All you got to do is have three, I mean, three hotel blocks, and that's it. That's it. That's all you need. I mean, I- hey, all, the, other than that, the only thing you need is time to time to clean out the locker rooms. But, I mean, most of the time the away team that comes uses the uh, – just gets ready at the uh, – at the hotel. But but my question is, where will we be by May 10th in the regular season? Like, I, I, I'm, I'm assuming we're going to be pretty close to the finish line, right? Yeah, I mean, the, the conference championship is uh, – the conference tournament is the weekend or the, is usually the 24th through, like, that around that time. Right, so um, it would be, be a couple weeks before we uh, – all right, so, I mean – yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with it. I, I, I don't. I, I think ECU is still going to be in a good position to host the regional anyway. Um, but no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. That's, that's bull. Yeah, it is. So, uh, NCAA, we've told you before, you're a pimp. That's all you are. P I M P. Nobody gives a shit about you. We all hate you. You should be disbanded. Uh, so, NCAA, walk the damn plank. Walk it. Walk it. I like it. Honestly, that was a good one. That was a real good one. Mine for this week, and this was something that we had, we had both thought of, and, I, and I'm happy you put this in the notes because I was definitely thinking about doing this one. And this is the heavyweight battle of Michael Rappaport versus one Kevin Durant. This got wild. This got interesting. This got crazy. So basically the premise is I think Michael Rappaport has said something about Kevin Durant. He called him out. Um, Michael Rappaport, if you don't know, is an actor, but nowadays he's more half actor, half sports analyst. I think that was his childhood dream was to actually be a sports analyst. So now he's always popping up on ESPN and Fox Sports and all these other networks talking sports. And he is good. I like Michael, Ra- Michael Rappaport. I think he's really good at what he does. You're, you're not getting um, him confused with Ian Rappaport, right? No, 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 no. This is not Ian Rappaport of, of, of you know, the, the NFL. No. This is Michael Rappaport, the ginger white guy that is a very good actor. He's been he's been around for thirty years. Michael I mean, Rappaport is our parents' age. He's he's in his he's in his mid to late fifties. He's like a C list D list guy now. But no, he no look. Mike, Michael Rappaport has actually been in some good movies. I, I will give him that. He's been in some good movies, like really good movies, Oscar nominated movies. He hasn't won an Oscar, but he's been in some Oscar nominated movies. So he's he's a very good actor. Um, has he been right. anything good lately? No, not lately. But like I said, as of as of late, he's more of a sports analyst. But getting back to the original purpose of this statement, he came to Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant didn't appreciate it. Kevin Durant got real, real, real nasty with him in the DMs. And if I'm being honest with you, we can all get a little nasty in the DMs, whether it's for something serious or for something else. We can all get a little nasty. We can all get a little. Artie, I don't know what you're talking about. I've never gotten nasty. <laughs> Stop it, Jared. Stop it. You were born in 1995. You're a millennial. You've gotten nasty in your DMs before. No, nah, I mean, nah. Back when I last time I was single, DMs weren't even a thing. Uh, all right, old man. All right, <laughs> all right. Anyway, Kevin Durant was was jabbing at Michael Rappaport, telling him he was going to spit on him telling him that his wife was yada, 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 telling him when I see you next time, I'll pull up on you, it's going to be on site, this, that, and the third. And so Michael Rappaport went out of his way to actually post the DMs on his social media to let the entire world know what should have been kept in-house 
and should have been something that Michael Rappaport just got back to him or even called him and say, yo, KD, I don't appreciate what you said. That was unprofessional. That was this, that, and the third. If you want to meet, we can meet. I'm a grown man. We can, we can, we can do whatever we got to do. He decided to put it out there for the whole world to see. We all know these guys are not just regular people. Kevin Durant is an otherworldly superstar when it comes to basketball. Michael Rappaport, he might be A-list in some people's eyes. He might be F-list in other people's eyes. Either way you want to flip it, he's more famous than you are. So this got out to the public. The public ate it alive. I know Twitter ate it up. I saw it all you know, throughout the last couple of, couple of days on Twitter. And so I just want to say Michael Rappaport, it never needed to get to that point. I understand that KD said what he said. He was wrong for doing so. But this is something that should have been kept in-house. If you come at me as a man, I'm going to come right back to you as a man. I'm not going to spread our you know, dirty laundry out to the world to see because it ain't none of their damn business. But just know I'm going to get back to you, and I'm going to get back to you very, very soon. And so Michael Rappaport, still like you, still got respect for you, still got love for you, but walk the damn plank. Nah, I, I'm a, I'm a, I mean, y'all, y'all, y'all listening probably know this. Y'all are probably uh, one yourselves. I'm, I'm a stoolie. Uh, Michael Rappaport, this isn't the first time he's had beef with somebody on social. Uh, I mean, Dave Portnoy, I'm, I'm team Portnoy. Yeah, Portnoy, baby. We like Portnoy. So, uh, I mean, Michael even Rappaport. Though, even though he didn't like Chicago deep dish pizza, but that's okay. We'll forgive him for that. I mean, Michael Rappaport used to have a barstool po- podcast and basically he got fired and then sued Dave Portnoy. That went viral. That's how I, that's like when I first like heard about what was going on with, with uh KD and, and Rappaport was Dave Portnoy just shitting on Michael Rappaport online. It seemed like everybody was just shitting on Michael Rappaport and rightfully so. Uh, Rappaport walked the damn plank. Uh, so yeah, yeah. And I got nothing, nothing to add outside of that. Any last thoughts, brother? Any, any last things, last words you want to say to the people? Yeah. So, um, I mean, guys, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be real honest. Uh, I don't want to end the show on on a sad note or on a bad note. Um, so I'm not going to. But what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna tell you, make sure any chance you get to call somebody, to talk to them, tell them you love them. Uh, make sure you do that. Um, I mean, it. this past week, I mean, I, I know of a close family friend who, uh, who who passed away at the age of 23, um, which, is, which is tough. Um, he, he left behind a, a wife and two young daughters, um, each less than two years old. So it it got me thinking, I mean, any chance you get, focus on your loved ones, focus on yourself. Um, this year, I mean, it's been a, it's been a hard year for everybody. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, check in on your friends, um, check in on your loved ones, give them a hug, call them, um, do, do what you got to do. Um, but yeah, just, it's, it, it's always real sad um, when you have something like this and, um, so yeah, do that. And you never know like what other people are going through. So just, just try to be a good person. I mean, I know, I know I shit on NC state fans. I know, I know I do. Uh, I know I talk a lot of crap on here, but I mean, it's all out of love. So just love, love the people in your life. 
be grateful. Uh, thank, thank God for each and every day. I mean, it's not, it's not a given y'all. It's not a given at any given time. It could be your last breath. So, uh, yeah. Um, just, uh, um, yeah, just take every day, uh, for what it's worth and every day is a blessing. So with that being said, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm glad to get back to the podcast. I, yeah. Um, I called Artie. It's been a, it's been a tough week for me, guys. Um, but it, it's that that's also part of the reason why we didn't record last night. But um, it, it's beside it, the point. Yeah. It. I, and I, I I texted Artie. I was like, Hey, man, I, I want to. You still down to record tonight? Talking about tonight when we're recording and. Um. Yeah, he he was like, "You sure?" I mean, and I said, "Yeah, that, I I really wanted to I really wanted to do this. I thought about it long and hard today about what I would say, um, with with all the things going on in life right now for me. So yeah, I mean, I I hope, I hope, all of you take this and and go with it and and um, make sure you cherish every single moment. Um, when when I heard when I heard the news on Saturday that that this uh that this man had passed away um it it, my my wife and i we we talked about it and it it really puts things into perspective especially when you have um two young kids and you have a wife and they had they've only been they had only been married just over a year um and and now that that wife doesn't have a husband those two baby girls don't have don't have a daddy um and and that's tough, especially when I mean somebody's not supposed to leave us that early, right? Um, and it, it, it's a family friend or a sibling of a family friend, but grew up with grew up with my wife, and I didn't even know the guy. It, it, it's really been it's really been uh, hard on me, and um, it, it's really been on my thoughts uh, since Saturday. So um, yeah, I, I just asked that. Call your mom, call your dad, call your grandparents. If you still got them, call them. Call your siblings. I don't have any siblings, but call them. Um, be thankful for what you got because you, n- you never know what tomorrow's going to bring. And, uh, and yeah, so, but Artie, it's been a blast talking to you again <laughs> on, the, uh, on, on the podcast. I, I've had a blast doing it. It's always a pleasure doing this thing with you, brother. Always yeah, a pleasure. Yeah, man. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll end it on that. I, I hope everybody takes all of that and really um, lets it digest. Mm-hmm. I, I hope I hope you take that and uh, and let it um, and, and let it really get down in into your mind and into your soul. Um, pray pray for the family. Um, pray for your loved ones. Pray for yourself. Um, it, it's a hard world we live in, so do do all that, and uh, wash your hands, wash your butt, <laughs> wash your butt, <laughs> and go damn pirates! All right, roll damn pirates! Could not have said it better, brother. We love you. We with you. We out. We out. Peace. <laughs>